Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. We are, in fact, the thing that we had tried to be for so long. Charlotte is now world class. And I don't say that lightly. I know I may have made some jokes in the past. I mean, you know me, uh, jokey Mc jokes a lot that's fine you know but now like we have actually hit it charlotte usa that that was the whole branding effort remember back in the day they were very very upset the the city um i was going to say fathers but that's so sexist that's so 1999 so uh the city leaders were very very interested in branding charlotte making sure charlotte was you know more than just uh, the opening scene in Days of Thunder where there's some barn and, and what's-his-face is working in, on some race car, right? And it says Charlotte, North Carolina. And, oh, it just angered people. I mean, the city leaders and such. I Like, when I saw it, I said, hey, look, Charlotte. <laughs> hey, our name's on a movie. That's cool. Um, but, no, no, they, they've always wanted to be world-class. And they would make these direct... Appeals. They would say this at the uh, the Center City Partners. Um, do they is that, do they still call them that? The CCCP. It's kind of communist sounding, but whatever. They uh, they would always talk about being world class, and it, it, and then it kind of turned into a little bit of a of a uh, poke in the eye, if you will. Um, it turned into a bit of a mockery of the city leaders that were so you know trying so hard to be Atlanta, and Atlanta was like, Charlotte, is that in, like, West Virginia? Where is that? And they launched a, uh, a PR campaign. I remember I went to the Chamber of Commerce. Is it is it still called the Chamber of Commerce? I don't think so. It's so hard. Look, I went away for, like, eight years. I feel like I was saying I went to prison or something. <laughs> I was on a John Hancock-esque timeout for... Uh, for like eight years, I worked in Asheville, and I come back, and all of these organizations, I mean, they still have the same mission, it seems, but uh, they've all changed their names for some reason. Rebranding, right? It's all about the branding. Ask the Bidens. Anyway, the uh, Chamber of Commerce, they did this big reveal. And so I go there. I'm a reporter here at WBT News. I head on down there. You know, I, I'm covering this big event, and like I didn't know what it was. It's it like a huge hype you know, uh, narrative building effort ahead of time. And so uh, we, we show up like, okay, what is this really big announcement? They're like, okay, we've been working on something for a while. It's been kept under wraps. And and here it is with the big reveal. It was a branding effort. And from now on, in order to communicate that we are a world-class city to the world, which is kind of weird because if you're a world-class city, you don't need to tell that to the world because you're world-class. But whatever. They're like, we are now Charlotte, USA. Now, the problem with the branding effort was that a lot of people mistook Charlotte for being someplace outside of North Carolina, not the USA. Basically, everybody knew Charlotte was in America. As far as I remember, it's been a while, but 
Everybody remembered Charlotte being in the USA. The issue was that people didn't know Charlotte was in NC. And so people would um, think we were in South Carolina. They would get us confused with Charleston. They would get us confused with Charleston, West Virginia. They would get us confused with Charlottesville, Virginia. So that was always the issue. And so we were sitting there and just kind of scratching our heads thinking, you spent all of this money for rebranding. And then they like started putting it all on their uh, the letterhead. It was on the stationery, everything. Like everything got this, this you know, C logo with the USA or whatever it was. They were putting it on the city documents, the county documents, school documents. It was, all, it was like everywhere. Charlotte, USA. They said, this makes us world class. Now, of course, we have, we have achieved this status. And how do I know this? Well, here we go. From Queen City News, qcnews.com. The act has been happening for months at the M Street condominiums in Uptown, which is uh, the M Street condominiums uh, are 7th Street and McDowell Streets. Okay. A few blocks, actually, from police headquarters. A woman has been using the apartment complex as her personal toilet. She has been, yeah, she's been leaving packages in front of people's doors. And this has been going on for a while. So congratulations, Queen City Charlotte. We are now world class. Uh, We joined the long list of large cities with uh, public defecation occurring all over the place. Uh, And this is actually at these people's um, homes, at their condos. The person has also left feminine products as as well as the piles, uh, primarily in the corner of one building, but has also gone to the bathroom on people's front steps. Uh, Those who live around the, uh, the complex are not sure if the person's actions are vindictive or out of necessity. I'm not sure that matters. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't believe it does. But they want it to stop because they obviously are some sort of ist. I'm not sure. Well, actually, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess they would be racist because the woman caught on the video is black, I guess. So, you, so that would make them. But even if they're black condo owners, right? I don't know if it matters. I think you could still be. I mean, yeah, you you could be like a, a black white supremacist, maybe something like that. Um, one homeowner says the police explained that they could only do something once the homeowners or condo owners put up no trespassing signs. CMPD cannot do anything about a person defecating on your front step in the city unless you post a no trespassing sign. So you're telling me, what if I put up a sign that says no pooping? Is that, would that work? I mean, because I've seen those signs, like when I go to Lowe's and Home Depot, whatever, Blackhawk Hardware, just to keep it local. You know, when I go to any of those places, I see they've got all these signs, you know, bathrooms and, uh, you know, fire extinguisher signs and a couple of the things with like the, the you know, gender neutral bathrooms and that sort of thing. They have a whole, a whole sign section, right? And, and they got one in there. I see it all the time. It says no pooping zone. Poop free zone. Yeah. So. Don't get that sign, but you got to get the no trespassing sign, which apparently they do not sell at the stores because, according to this story, the people who live at the condo associate or the condo building 
Uh, they have had to order the no trespassing signs. These are not signs, apparently, that you can pick up at the local hardware store. You have to order the special signs. Now, maybe that's because they've got certain HOA rules or something at the condo building. I don't know. Seems to me like that's a pretty easy fix, though, to go get some no trespassing signs. But what do I know? But that's apparently the only way the police can do anything. They've got the woman on videotape. And... They've got her, they've got evidence, let's just say that way. They've got evidence that it's her, that they could connect it to her. I'm thinking DNA sample, like they do with the, the dogs at the apartment complexes, where you got to give the, you got to mail away the, the dog poop sample, and then they know if your dog, you're not picking up after your dog at the apartment building. Have you heard of this? Doggy DNA programs, have you heard of this? Bernie hasn't heard it? Well, you live in a, you live in a house, so that's why. So Christy and I have been living in apartments as we've been, you know, doing our Charlotte to Asheville and back to Charlotte odyssey and um, various apartment buildings over the last, uh, you know, decade or so. And we noticed that we don't have any dogs, but we noticed that this was something that apartments were starting to do. No, I don't know how it all works. And I don't know if it's just like a cover story. It's a ruse. It's like a threat. And then people get afraid. And so they're not. You know, they're going to pick up after their animals because they, they're afraid of uh, of this program. It's like the people who put the signs at the pool that say, you know, we have that dye or whatever it is that, like, releases into the water if you pee in the pool. Then, you know, like everyone's going to know it was you. And then, of course, you know, the boys go and they're like, oh, check it out. I'm peeing in the pool. And it's all this dye water around me. Like, they think it's a cool thing for some reason. Anyway, so the 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 threat is merely enough to get people to pick up after their their pooches. So it's a program. It does exist where they when in order to move in you have to give a sample, you got to mail away this sample whatever and now they have your dog's DNA on file and if you don't pick up after your dog, they can send it off to that lab and then they can bust you and fine you. So you're telling me we can't do that with this woman who's on video? Come on. One homeowner did catch the person in the act and confronted her, but she ran away, which is gross. Uh, we are uh, kind of getting fed up, said one homeowner. Uh, we just need to figure out a solution. I'm sure the signs will do it. Totally sure that's... <laughs> I'm totally sure it's going to happen. I, look, I have no solution for you. Obviously, law enforcement and the DA's office not interested in prosecuting anybody for this, so poop away, y'all. World-class city. We have arrived amidst your ranks. One of the people interviewed for the story at Queen City News uh, says that uh, this, uh, the pooper, uh, says uh, it is gross and they want it to stop. That according to the condo resident named Butts. Really? Okay. Rick, welcome to the program. Hello, Rick. How are you? Hey, Rick. Uh, hey, Pete. I'm sorry. I, I just got two comments on what you've been talking about so far. One thing is, I think Charlotte would have been better off had we always just been known for NASCAR and banking. And the other thing is, I don't see what the big deal, deal is about the lady that's defecating on the steps at the condos, because that's her business. Very nice, Rick. I appreciate the call. 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, next up here is Bob. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, you know that? Oh, uh, hey, Pete. Hey. I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I'm winded. Sorry for the winded nature of my and, and pardon me for calling on consecutive days, but the... the uh, the uh, scatological woman, she, uh, there was a story about a woman doing something very similar in Colorado. And I'm wondering if the Charlotte USA campaign worked so well that it drew people from other parts of the country. Right. That's possible. I remember there was a, a county commission meeting. They were doing a budget hearing and some guy got up there and he was like, look, you know, I moved down here from Cincinnati uh, and I'm homeless, and I moved down here for all of the services, and uh, they were so awesome that I told my brother to move here. He's homeless, too, and so he's he's coming to Charlotte. So please, you know, raise taxes to pay for more services. I'm not kidding. He literally made that pitch. So maybe, yeah, maybe the ad campaign worked. It's a great point. Let me ask you about that Charlotte, USA event. Was that the one where they had this guy... Uh, that appeared in like a tight silver suit and he carried around a rainbow and he was this and he was like the entertainment and he came out and kind of prancer sized a little bit and uh, I don't think that was the event but it sounds like you're describing a RoboCop This was this was the same guy that had the uh it was a very cute zoo commercial for either Asheville Zoo or Ashboro Zoo or something where he played a different character, but he had his own website. He had a, a lexicon of three or four different characters that he could come to your event and perform mm. uh, something like that. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember the entertainment of the, of the event. Bob, I appreciate the call. I do not recall that. It does sound like you're describing a RoboCop which is a whole other story. John, Mark, stay on the line. I'll get you guys up next. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. We are right now in discussing the rise of Charlotte to world-class status. It's been a long time coming, but we have finally achieved it. Thanks to who I am referring to as the poo planter. Uh, this individual has been uh, defecating on the doorsteps at uh, some condos in Uptown. And I have to be honest with you, this is not the first time I have heard of such a story. In fact, I saw this occur with my own eyes in Center City, right at Trade and Tryon. It was early in the morning, like about 8 a.m. or so, 9 a.m., and Christy and I are walking, going to uh, get some breakfast or brunch or something. It was, you know, I forget where we were walking to, but we were going to go get something to eat. And as we're walking through the square, that's what Trade and Try on Crossroads are called, the square, even though it's not really a square, it's more of a T, but whatevs, 
So we're walking through, and we see a guy stand up off of one of the benches, and he just turns around, uh, you know, grabs the armrests of the park of the of the the bench because they put the armrests like in the middle, not just on the sides, but they 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 plopped one right down in the middle so this way homeless people couldn't sleep on the bench, right? But he slept, I guess, sitting there, and so he uh, you know he wakes up and he took his morning constitutional right there on the uh, sidewalk. So there you go. But it wasn't widely reported, and so now we have arrived as world class. We got people pooping in the streets, and it's getting media attention. Now, we haven't gotten to the San Francisco level here where we have an app that tells people where all the poo piles are. So, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're not at that level yet. We're almost there. We're almost there, though. John, welcome to the program. Hello, John. How are you? Good, Pete. Uh, you know, I happen to know the identity of this lady. And really? She has an identical twin also. But uh, her name is Thing One, and her sister's name is Thing Two. Really? Yep, just like in Dr. Zeus. Thank you, John. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, let's go over here to Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program. How are you? Well, Pete, you took you stole some of my thunder, but oh. overall, I wanted to say that uh, congratulations on sharing that Charlotte has reached Californiaization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte has reached Californiaization. Uh, we want to compare San Francisco and Los Angeles, and uh, that, but. Uh, Hey, the Condo Association has covenants, and for the Condo Association not having a sign stating that it's private property, no soliciting, no trespassing, that's on them. And uh, oh, so they had it coming. There. They had the poo coming. They had they had the yeah, poop the poo coming. Comment, yeah. Okay. Because they didn't put the no trespassing sign. Do you think though that like I think part of living in a society you. you I mean, I would just assume, now I don't know, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned here, I would just assume that in a civil society, one does not go on to somebody else's property in front of their front door and, and poop on it. Yeah, something is definitely wrong. Something is not not uh, going on right in the uh, um, cerebellum of this individual. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad. Yeah, right. And uh, by, by the way, you can buy the... Um, solar-powered accessory so that it does a uh, LED, uh, it will illuminate such a sign at night, uh, just to give people notice that it, that infers that all state, federal, and local laws are enforced on the condo property. That's definitely important. Yeah, got to comply with the CCRs, absolutely. Mark, <clears throat> appreciate the call. Um, yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing. If the sign is not illuminated at night, then the person might not see the no trespassing sign and think, oh, this is a poop zone. I can totally... I could do my business right here, and uh, it's totally fine because I totally didn't see the sign because they didn't have it lit up. Otherwise, I wouldn't have trespassed to poo. I kind of feel like, I don't know, I kind of feel like the advice that this condo association has gotten here regarding the placement of the sign as a method to control the poo planter, um, I'm kind of feeling like it's not exactly... I don't know, aimed at fixing the problem. You know, I, it just seems lacking to some degree. 
But, it, I mean, heck, if a no trespassing sign means people don't get to poop on your front doorstep, then I guess that's the path to take there. Uh, Dean, welcome to the program. Hello, Dean. How are you? Good, Dean. How are you this Friday? I'm wonderful. Hey, I am so embarrassed. That was you at the park bench? I I feel so embarrassed now, but I I don't know. I uh, I apologize. I wouldn't have. You're, you are... You're, Claiming to be the person that I saw that slept on the park bench and then woke up and pooped on the sidewalk at Trade and Tryon. Uh, well, gosh, I, I really didn't want to put it exactly that way. Well, no, this is important, much. Dean, because I have to ask. Had there been a sign there that said no trespassing, would you have pooped there? Well, here's the, here's the deal. And think of it like dogs. When you got to go, you got to go, okay? Mm, yeah, now, sure. I would have rather seen some little, you know, people bags, you know, that you could have just grabbed. Oh, that's brilliant. And done it and then put it in a, in a container. That would be the humane thing to do. There you go. So just like we have the, uh, the doggy waste stations, we need to have some human waste stations. I think that would, that would go a long way to solving, you know, and still, you know, we do have freedoms, and this is America. Right. You know, you should have the right to do... Um, pretty much whatever you want. Right. Who are you to say, with your no trespassing signs, that I can't poop on your front step? Right. Who are you to tell me where I can and cannot poop? Yeah. Right. Are we in America or not? Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you. Yeah, no, I hadn't even considered the freedom aspect of this whole thing. That's right. That's right. This woman is just exercising her freedom. And what do those guys sing about the signs, signs, everywhere there's signs? You're going to put up some no trespassing signs? What do you think? Next, they're going to say no pooping here zones. Come on, people. What are we even doing here? The question I have also about this whole bull thing. How can we not find a bull? Is this like a predator bull? Where he gets to go invisible or something? Or is he like the, uh, the, the humans that, had, that was getting hunted by the predator, right? Or predators, right? Where like if they like put mud all over themselves, then the predator couldn't see him. They used a heat-seeking drone to find this, this runaway bull, and they can't find it. I got questions. Like, this is some invisible bull. It, well, it, an invisible. It's an invisible. We've Look, it's like a new species or something. I don't know. There have been sightings, but no heat signatures. That's weird, people. And what, just the other day, they were talking about UFOs, alien contact. Look, I'm not saying there's a connection, but is that a coincidence? I mean, probably, yes. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturett organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that, I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So 
CMPD, when it's not telling folks to hang no trespassing signs to stop poop planters, um, it's telling other people to be on the lookout, a bolo for the bull, if you will, the invisible. It's a 900-pound, dark brown, longhorn bull, last seen roaming close to the outskirts of the city limits. But it doesn't know that. It does not know. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. This seems like a very intelligent bull. The bull was last seen along Nance Road yesterday morning at 1 a.m. It was first spotted along the 9600 block of Moore's Chapel Road Monday evening after it escaped from his owner because there was like storms moving through and uh, it got spooked. And so it, it ran and it being, you know, a 900 pound bull, it it's not easily, uh, you know, handled. When it gets spooked. Now, I was talking with uh, my buddy Casey O'Day up in uh, Raleigh and Greensboro on his uh, morning show today, because that's what we do on Fridays. We, we chat. Anyway, so I was chatting with him, and he apparently has extensive knowledge of bull capturing. And I said he should he should lend his services. He, he, because, of, yeah, he I think he grew up in, like, Wyoming or something. He was offering all sorts of details about how to catch the bull uh, and how apparently, like, you don't lasso its legs, you don't lasso its head. You, apparently, you got to get, like, a certain kind of lasso that's, like, really stiff or something, and then you, like, throw it over the horns. And when you do that, like, over the horns, then it's like, okay, and it becomes, like, submissive or something. And then you're able, and then you kind of just walk it over to uh, to where the food is, and as soon as it sees the food, like, then actually that's kind of dangerous because then it sees food and he's, he makes a run for the food, and then, like, it'll he'll, like, rip your limbs out or something or flip over your ATV that you were using. So this is all – look, I grew up on Long Island. I do not know how to wrestle up a bull, okay? Um, the animal escaped when they were trying to move it to a pasture or from a pasture, rather, to an enclosed area ahead of the storm. The Moores Chapel area of Charlotte is close to I-45 in western Mecklenburg County with homes, businesses, and recreation attractions like the Whitewater Center. The location where the bull first got loose is not far from residential areas. So here is the advice. Should you see the bull? If you hear bull, that's a whole different thing. You report that to the FBI or Facebook, either one. But if you see the bull, here's the advice from the Charlotte Observer story. Um... Be constantly vigilant when the bull is around. That's always a good idea. When there's a, when there's a bull around, be vigilant. Vigilant for the bull. Um, look for signs of aggression in the bull, such as pawing at the ground. I think we all know that from the cartoons. And uh, also, if it is running at you, that is probably not a good sign. Don't turn your back on the bull. I guess you just take that. You just take that horn right in the gut? I'm not sure. What, but anyway, they say don't turn your back on it. And importantly, do not surprise the bull. I'm not sure how you do that if you're just kind of walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden the bull is, you know, on the grass. And you're like, ah, and you didn't see it. And you just kind of like you're startled by it or something. Now, I we did get a call. Somebody said that they they should use cows to woo the bull, sort of like a with, with, with the mooing, sort of like a woo a moo-wooing, if you will. But we can't do that because we do not know right, the gender identity of the bull. I mean, it may have been assigned a bull at birth, but, I mean, who are you to say here? 
Thank you.